What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Run Happy Podcast. I'm Baxter Friedman. And I'm Charlie Rook, and this is a podcast for people that want to improve themselves as runners as well as people, and always run happy. Let's get into it. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 now of the Run Happy Podcast. Today, we're here with a BYU runner, James Corgan. How are you doing, man? Doing great. Glad to be here. Yeah. Heck yeah, so are we. Uh, So... Uh, just tell everyone a little about a little bit about you and your running journey and how you got here. Sure, I uh, I'm from Los Angeles, California, and right now I run for BYU up here in Provo, Utah. It's been quite a journey to get here. It's been kind of kind of wild, but I guess I got into running at first in middle school. There was like a running club on campus, and so I started there and grew to love it. And then uh, during high school, I got better and better and. I think it was around my sophomore junior year that I realized I wanted to run in college and that I was, I was decent enough. And so I decided to start reaching out to colleges because I was being reached out to by a lot of small colleges, but I really wanted to, um, you know, run for the best one that I could possibly find. And I didn't know that BYU had a great running program. Not going to lie. I didn't really follow college athletics. I was really big into the pro scene. And so I loved watching like, you know, the Olympics and kind of the diamond league circuit. And so all the pros racing, but, I didn't really know much about college. And so I ended up reaching out, got recruited and uh, yeah, here I am. So it's been a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. Like uh, I'm, you were saying you didn't really, you know, follow running with uh, college or anything. So was it a bit of a shock whenever you found out like, oh my gosh, BYU is actually like really good at this? Yeah. So the year I signed, uh, they won. <laughs> so that was a little more helpful than I, uh, <laughs> as I was having like my signing uh, day or whatever. Uh it was it was nice to be able to remember that they had just won a national championship, and so when I could explain to people where I was going, it was easier to say, "Oh, you know, they're the best in the nation." So, <laughs> dude, that's awesome. That is a nice little a nice little flex on everyone yeah. that uh you know asked you know all the football players that are signing uh, D three. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, dude, that's awesome. So we read on your little thing you submitted for us that you were a really low mileage guy in high school, and so obviously that training worked out for you pretty well. Is that still, are you still kind of low mileage or have you, um, are you now a pretty high mileage guy? You know, you know, what does your training look like at high school now compared to BYU? Sure. Um, so in high school I ran like 25 to 35 miles a week and honestly doing the math in my head now, 25 seems insane, but I remember running weeks like that. And I'm sure that wasn't a normal week because I don't know how the heck I only ran 25, but I remember I never really broke 35. I think one week in the summer for fun, which shows you how low I was. I hit 40 and I thought I was crazy. And so I was like, never again. So I stuck around. I was honestly closer to probably 30 to 35 was probably the closest um, estimate of what I did in high school. And then now in high school, I do 80 miles a week. So that's kind of where I've been sitting at. And, you know, that's obviously still an increase from over the summer and the last season. I was around 65, 70, and then I increased it. So I'll be chilling around here for a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. In high school, it was great for me. I think that my coach's intentions were good in that he wanted me to have a good high ceiling in, in college. And so it's not like I was intentionally like doing low mileage for like injury's sake or I couldn't handle it. But I think we knew that if I could run the least amount of mileage while still being the best that I could, like competitive wise, right? Because obviously like you're going to get better with more mileage, like as a general principle, um, how much, you know, depends. But he was like, let's see how competitive we can get you in the league and in the city kind of seen while still having the lowest mileage possible. And so that's kind of what we did. But I feel like bumping the mileage up helped a ton. 
just it just increases my base that I feel like I can keep up with, you know, the five K kind of race distance. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, have you seen like already like a huge increase in your um just like capability of running from doing all this high mileage? Because I feel like I, I kind of was the same as you. I was low mileage in high school, bumped it up, and then I like I saw immediate uh progress. Like, have you already noticed that? Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to see like the direct correlation from mileage, but I think that having more mileage means that I have more workout volume as well, right? And so I feel like uh larger volume workouts which comes as a result of just doing more mileage per week has been a big help and so those crazy hard workouts that byu does where we're doing you know i don't know it's eight eight to nine mile like power runs right where it's just you're just moving for super long on your feet those ones i saw a huge increase and obviously like, you can't be doing that on a 30 40 mile week right and so while the mileage did increase i feel like it gave way to just longer volume workouts. So it did have a correlation, but I think I saw it in the workouts themselves. Here you go. I was going to ask you. So, I mean, we're talking a little bit of adjustments from mileage. So what was the transition like from, you know, being in your high school in California to BYU that first year? Like, was it like, was there a challenge at all, you know, adjusting to new mileage? What did the, did the transition go fairly well? You know, how, how was that for you? Yeah, it was difficult. It was very, very hard. <laughs> the way I explain to people often is that it felt like I was swallowing a pill, but like I didn't know how to swallow a pill. You know what I mean? Like I remember being in the kitchen learning to swallow medicine one day when my dad told me that I was old enough to to take pills instead of a liquid form. And I just remember like crying in the kitchen, like suffering because I could not get that nasty thing down. So I was like all dissolving my mouth. And that's kind of what it feels like where I get to BYU and, you know, everybody thinks they're the stuff, especially when they get recruited. Right. And so while I knew that I was nowhere near, like I was at the bottom of the totem pool, I was still really, really excited. But I mean, the moment I got there, their recovery runs just felt so fast to me. And I was like, oh my goodness, how am I ever going to like thrive at this kind of place? And so for months, um, probably the first four or five months, I really, really suffered. Just, I felt like everything was just so difficult. And so it felt like that pill was just like in my mouth slash like in my throat and I couldn't swallow it. And so you know, you can imagine uh, throwing on a ton of hard workouts plus bumping up to 65, 70 miles. So basically doubling, at least doubling what I did in high school. It just makes it hard. And then obviously as you do better, you know, you, you can continue to increase your uh, workout pace and whatnot. So really for the first six, six and a half months, I felt like I wasn't really in my groove. And then one day, one week, really, it just kind of clicked and I just felt really good. And I wasn't sore every single day like I had been for the last six months. And things just felt good. And I, I just felt like I had kind of found my, my place in the team. And so I think it was a really hard transition at first, but just the way that the guys were really supportive and no one kind of let me have a break, right. In a good way where no one's kind of, you know, the pity party for the freshmen. It was good. So I got kicked into shape fast. Well, that, that's really cool. And like, was there any, was there any time where you were thinking like, Oh my gosh, this is so hard. Like this is taking so long for me to adjust that like you just wanted to quit. Was there ever like that in, in the back of your mind? If you did have that, like, how did you overcome it? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't think there was ever a time where I thought I was going to quit, but there was definitely a lot of times where I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is so difficult. Like, this shouldn't feel this hard. And I think there's two things. One, my teammates are really supportive. And so a lot of them had a ton of advice. Um, and I remember, I think it was Davin Thompson on the team. He mentioned to me, like, just let, you know, six months go by. Like, six months is there's a lot that's going to change. And so once that, that time period passes, like you'll be really impressed with what you can do. 
And so I think in the back of my head, anytime I had a really, really hard day, I just remembered, okay, like this is just part of those six months. Like, let me just, let me just keep on putting one foot in front of the other. And then, you know, lo and behold, pretty much six months later, I just felt great. And I completely even forgotten about most of that, uh, you know, that timeline. And so that was a pretty cool to think back on. And I think the other thing that helped me get through those um, just nagging hard days was as an athlete, I feel like I just treat everything like a challenge. And so when I face hard things that I would normally quit under or other people would normally quit under, I just think about it like a challenge. And so for me, being at the top of my high school game, then coming into college, I thought a lot more um, in terms of, oh, okay, this is great. I get to start over and climb the ranks. This will be a super fun like ladder, right? It was a terrible ladder, but it's the challenge itself is fun. So yeah, I think that helped. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I I know we had that for sure. And obviously we're um probably not quite as intense as BYU over here, but you know, I feel like that, that's something that every freshman goes through. Like, especially, especially like you said, like coming from, I'm sure in your high school, you're probably the top guy. And then you got to like readjust uh to a good team and, you know, kind of go through that. But it seems like you got it um pretty well. I think one thing I wanted to ask is I'm not, I wasn't quite sure. So what, like, what are your focus events mainly? Are you, 5k 10k is that right or, or like um or is it mile am i it's wrong it's kind of weird completely wrong it's mile <laughs> no you're good i don't really mm -hmm. feel like i have a focus event right now i got it's, you uh i feel like over my freshman year i ran just about everything just because mm -hmm. like in indoor i was very anxious to do whatever the other guys were doing and so i remember i ran a lot of 3ks because that was like a good distance right it was pretty similar to what i did in high school with the 3200 so i ran the 3k probably like a jillion times and I just kept doing over and over and over until I felt like I was getting good at it. And that's what coach wanted me doing. And then I finally got the chance to um, run a 5k. So I ran 3k, 5k, I ran a mile. I helped out in the DMR um, at our little like championship thing we had on the West coast. That was fun. That was a good opportunity for me. Um, but I feel like I had the most fun in the 5k um, just because I feel like that's what BYU is really, really good at, right? We think of BYU as like the distance powerhouse. And so in my mind, I was like, oh, I can't wait to run the 5K. Um, but I ran probably more 3Ks than anything. And then an outdoor season, I ran steeplechase most of the season. But then I got to run another 5K and I also ran a mile. And so I was able to qualify in all three, which is awesome. So it's kind of hard to say like I have like a focus, I guess, because I just get to hop around and I'll listen to coach, but then I'll, I'll ask to do certain things. And so um I don't know. I guess hopping into indoor season now that I've had a full year underneath my belt, I'd say the 5K is like pretty standard because it's in both uh, seasons. I tend to focus on the 5K, but I'll pair it up with something else. So in indoor season, I'll probably do 5K, 3K, and then in outdoor season, probably 5K and steeple, um, just as like the events that I'll probably do the most. But I mean, you'll see me running hopefully over the course of the next you know couple months to see me doing the mile, 3K, 5K, 10K steeple. So <laughs> I'd like very... to do all of them. Very diverse, very diverse. Well, like, which which one would you, like, say is your favorite? Or, like, what, have you had, like, a, a race, like, from, like, the 3K or the mile that you're just, like, I loved racing, get that one time, and it's, like, for that, like, I would say that's probably my favorite race? Oh, man, that's hard. I think the one that I had the most fun with recently, I would say one of the 5K ones because the 5K is just an anomaly to me. It's super fun where it's, like, it's just you're going so fast for so long and it shouldn't be a thing that you can do that. So I think that's cool, but I think my favorite race that I actually enjoyed it and I didn't feel like I was going to like blow up was my mile outdoors because I was able to run with my teammates. There was no pressure for me to qualify in it. It was just, Hey, like, let's just get your legs spinning, get practice for what regionals might be like in the 5k. And so coach is like, let's just have you hop in like what we called our like last chance meet at BYU. 
And so it's up there at altitude. We just threw it together with uh, Kenneth Brooks pacing us. And then we had like five guys from the team and we just all were like, okay, this will be our order. We're just going to set it up perfectly. Let's just go for it. And I remember it just being so fun. Like I was in the back of the train, just chilling. Like it's only my teammates. There's no one to worry about. I was just having so much fun. And then uh, I was able to run a really, really fast time to shock myself because I ended up running 401 up there at altitude. And I was just like over the moon. I was so excited. It just like shocked me because I came through the first lap in 64. So you can imagine wow. what had to happen though. Wow. <laughs> to to close it so like that it was so fun because we i opened in 64 and then just started cranking it down and then just like crazy negative split so that's i mean you're always gonna have fun when you're just like going crazy fast at the end so i think Heck yeah for that reason that one always gets me the most excited thinking about because i just felt so good and i was there with the guys we weren't really like too worried about each other it was just a, a good old time and i think it was one of the coolest meets i've been a part of where all my teammates were there together Dude, that is awesome. So I'm guessing uh, this this year you're definitely going to try to hit that sub four. I'd like to. I don't know what I'll do because I don't have that many race opportunities if I'm uh, trying to qualify on the five and the three. So we'll see. But regardless, uh, I want to run a mile at some point in the next indoor-outdoor season. And so whether or not it's for a 1,500-meter conversion or whatever, I'll hopefully get a sub four at some point. So I got gotcha. you. That's awesome. Yeah, especially altitude. I mean, that's got to be... The know, altitude part is, yeah. is one of the coolest parts of, of it. Mm, yeah, that's got to be a pretty cool conversion. I mean, right mm-hmm. there. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, here, I was going to say for... um, I mean, like, you know, last year as a freshman, uh, you were saying, like, you you know, you were helping out in the DMR, and, you know, you ran a 401, like, in, with a couple other guys on the team. Like, you were helping out uh, almost immediately into it. Was that something... Or immediately going into your freshman year of college, which is that, like, usually normal for BYU to do that, or... Are you? Did you just improve uh, a lot in that one year? Yeah. In regards to the DMR, that same week there was a bigger DMR happening, so I didn't help out with like the crazy like uh, top squad one at that point. But we had uh, our like West Coast Conference, which is still a decent competitive meet. But I was able to help out in that one, so that was fun. But overall, like I feel like I I got exponentially quicker, and so I was able to help contribute over my freshman year. I think. As a whole, BYU makes it kind of difficult to, to, you know, to get up into that top seven or or contributing spots and track very quickly, but it's definitely doable. I mean, we've had a lot of standouts over the years that are able to to make big splashes. And so I think I kind of took their examples as a chance to say, yeah, like this is totally something that's possible. And so especially this last cross country season where like there's just so much depth to the team that sometimes you're like, where's my spot? Like, do I belong? Like, what's my job? Right. Am I, am I a number on the team or like basically trying to figure it out? But I think, um, we focus a lot on brotherhood and just remembering everybody's like got a role and stuff. So I think for new freshmen on the team, they've always got a chance mm-hmm. and it was just very fun to, to be given a chance and then really, really go after this for the last season. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, you did, you did run at nationals for cross this year, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, I mean, so like, I mean, this was like, yeah, you were contributing to that. Uh, and like, how was that experience with nationals? It was awesome. It was so tough. That is unlike any other race I've done just because, uh, I think high school cross country is one of like, I have fond memories of that, but it's just a different beast in college where the transition just shocked me so much. I was not like ready for how fast it would feel or sometimes how physical it would get. And I had a lot of races leading up to nationals where it was just so difficult to, to get going. I, I remember I was running on that same course in Virginia and at the very top after about 800 meters, you hairpin, right? And then you 
kind of come back up some hills. And the moment we hairpinned, I got double flat tired. I don't know how the heck that happened. But at the same time, I felt someone step uh, on my right and on my left. At the same time, they stepped on my shoes. And somehow I didn't get spiked, but both my heels flipped and like went underneath my foot. And so they're spikes so that it's on really, really tight. But I was just running with my like heels exposed. And I was like, what in the world just happened? And so then we got back onto like what we crossed back over what is considered like the starting kind of shoot, right? And I just went off to the side and was like trying to yank them on. And so I had a lot of opportunities to to get used to cross country. It was a, a nice warm welcome, I suppose. But I just remember being like, oh man, like I'm going to race on this course again and I have to be ready. And so racing cross country, you know, at the national meet, I was just ready for whatever would happen. And um, it made it really exciting just to be out there contributing. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like you're talking about it now. I mean, I, I don't think me personally yet I've have I been in a college race that like has gotten that physical, but I do know what you mean. Like those tight hairpin loops where like everyone's fighting just jostling for a position. And like, you know, you uh better to give a give an elbow than uh, take an elbow. Yeah. Uh but <laughs> but I mean, so that race went out like in two like in like I don't know, the leaders went out in like two thirty through the K. So I don't know if like I don't know if that's at any speed you've kind of gone out in before. And I don't know if you were sitting off the back of them at all, but like, I'm sure you were out incredibly fast. So is that something you'd done earlier in the year um, or expected, you know, what was that, you know, what was that feeling like that through that first K? Yeah, I, it was quick. And I think it was probably the best I felt all year, which is awesome. Cause it could have gone one or two ways. I ended up coming through. I was like probably two seconds behind, just kind of in the middle of that pack there. So I was probably like two thirty-two coming through. And I remember my initial thought was like, you've done this all season. Like it's no shock. And something that helped us a lot was we just practiced a ton of fast starts, but not just like once, like every single rep of every single workout. It felt like in between, I think it was regionals and the nationals, we were just starting. So I just felt so fatigued from that, that nationals felt great. So I think uh, all season it had been really hard for me to kind of keep up with how fast everything felt. I remember in earlier races, just getting out and feeling like I was literally running, you know, sub four pace and it was nowhere near that. I was not going that quick, but it was just, I think a matter of peaking at the right time. Right. And the coaches knew what they were doing. And so by the time I got to the national meet, getting out that fast didn't really phase me. And it felt pretty comfortable because I just practiced over and over and over. That's yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I definitely understand that. And like, I feel like, uh, I mean, that's, that's what co- good coaches are supposed to do is, you know, get you ready for those fast beats and, you know, our coaches do that thankfully. Um, but whenever you're running, I mean, you're doing those like hard things, uh, for long, very long time. Uh, so like what, what kind of goes through your mind whenever you're in those races? Like, do you have anything, uh, that you tell yourself while you're running that kind of helps you stay in it? Or are you just like, I'm in the race. I see these people in front of me and all I need to do is stick with them. Yeah. I think my mind kind of flip flops back and forth. I'd like to say that the entire time I'm just like this machine locked in. Right. But oftentimes there's like, I go through waves. And so at the very beginning, I'm just very much like find my spot, fall asleep, right? That's the term we use a, like to use a lot. It's just kind of zone out and just relax. And sometimes it's hard, right? And so if it's not feeling comfortable, oftentimes I'm thinking just stick, just stick, just stick. But if I'm able to relax a little bit and I feel like I've kind of found a pack that I can hang with comfortably, that's where I want to finish. Then at that point, um, I often like to refer back to workouts or just hard things we've done in training and then just kind of compare them. Right. So if we're hitting like a series of Hills and I've prepared myself for that, I'll think back to Hill workouts we've done, or I'll think back to times where 
Um, I remember feeling like I was about to give up in practice, but then just continuing and being like, oh, I was fine. And just using those little key moments and just like kind of like putting them in like puzzle pieces where, oh my goodness, like I'm feeling this exact same way that I did then. It's just kind of take that and plug it into the race. Um, and then really, I mean, besides those two, sometimes I'm thinking about nothing and I just kind of count in my head. It's kind of weird, but I'll just like count my steps. <laughs> just like a, a weird thing I do that just like helps me not think about anything too much, but stays present enough, you know? No, that's 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 really interesting. Uh, that last part with yeah, counting your steps and everything—that's really cool. But I do really like you talking about like whenever you're running, you bring up the the workouts that you've done. Like that's that is a really good way to like stay uh, in the moment with like saying like this hurts, but like I've done this before. Like I've I have prepared for this, and I think that that's really smart. Um, but yeah, so we can kind of switch sides from running to you know your your social media presence and like. You know, we uh we've both seen that that one viral video that you made about you uh with the the cereal tower at BYU and like I don't know we know that that, that was like that was really fun to watch and I don't know how was uh like you trying to become more social with uh with track and everything how's that been going for you? It's been great. Yeah, I think uh it's super fun to record some of those fun moments as a team, right? Cuz I feel like sometimes you record stuff and, and sometimes it's going to blow up and sometimes it doesn't, but regardless, it's fun to know that I have uh, these videos I can look back on, right. When I, when I'm old and, and can't do any of this stuff anymore and show my kids kind of what we were up to. So if anything, it's kind of meaningful to me because I have like a video log of some of my fun college memories. But uh, yeah, I think the biggest goal of my social media is, especially as I'm trying to grow it is um, just seeking to complement, you know, my athletic and academic performances. And so as I hopefully get better and, and for the rest of my life, then I have something that is slowly just kind of growing as building a name and a brand for myself. And if people want to reach out, you know, and hopefully um, partner later on, kind of setting myself up for that, but not worry about it too much. Yeah, that's really smart. Um, yeah, I was, I was about to add, like, you know, you are in a, a good position right now uh, to, you know, go pro eventually. And, you know, having a good social media presence is definitely important to all those sponsors. So like, I mean, you're saying that that is something that you are, uh, you're working towards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to have a pro career. And if not, you know, it is what it is, but I'm going to set myself up as best as I possibly can and in as many areas as I can. Well, I mean, based on that, here's a question. So, you know, how, how do you balance kind of, you know, being a student and an athlete, especially with a program probably as intense as BYU? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's established times, right? Like you have your practice time that you show up to and, that's pretty rigid and you have your time in the morning you need to, if you're going to double to keep your mileage up higher. And so I feel like those are pretty established times, but beyond that, um, it's very easy to, to let, you know, traveling take over some of your academic time. And so I feel like that's where it gets hardest to balance. And so it's in those times where I'm trying my best. I wish I could say I was perfect at it. Right. But I'm trying to be a lot better at making sure I get my homework done and I'm, you know, getting help from TAs and tutors and stuff because I missed so much class time. And so because that is the, obviously the priority, right? That's, that's what's going to provide a career and something stable. My goal is to get better and better at that, but it just honestly requires a ton of time where I'm just, you know, <laughs> basically living in the TA lab when I'm not uh, running or doing something else. I gotcha. Yeah. Wait, so are you, are you major uh, on, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're majoring in mechanical engineering. Is that right? Yep. Yes, that is that is not an easy major either. So like, yeah, you definitely have <laughs> to spend a, a lot, uh, a lot of time uh, studying for all that. And 
Yeah, I mean, I know you just kind of did give a little explanation, but like, what are some things like more specifically that you um, do to like whenever you're traveling? Like, do you like study whenever you're traveling or do you get back and like, you know, go a bit harder at it? Or like, what are some things that you do? Um, yeah, to I, I, you just asked that question, but I feel like that there's like, you know, there, there could be a little more there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's a couple of things. So one, because I've gotten better at just being on the team longer and and being hopefully a little longer in my major, it's helped me kind of see where I have time and where I can be smarter. And so one thing, if I, if I know my schedule uh, leads itself to having assignments due on like a very specific day, then I just need to be better at getting assignments done early. So a lot of my assignments last semester were due on Saturdays and that's terrible for traveling, right? Because hopefully the goal is you're working on it all throughout the week and then you turn it in Saturday, but that's like when the race days are and then I'm gone like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday leading up to it. And so the smartest thing for me was if I knew I had assignments to do on Saturday, I would knock them out Monday and Tuesday and just be working really, really extra hard on Monday and Tuesday. Because the fact of the matter is like part laziness, part just us being busy, it's really, really hard to do homework on travel trips. Mm -hmm. And so for some of my easier classes, like not my core uh, mechanical engineering classes, it was much easier to, to do those on the trip. But just knowing myself, the way that I could be more responsible was by just getting it done before I even left. And so I wish I could say that I just, you know, on the plane constantly and, and in my room, I'm just grinding away, right. When everybody else is playing, but it's the fact of the matter is like, just knowing myself, it's easier to get it done before I even left on the trip. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm the same way. Uh, you know, you'd love to be able to sit here and be like, uh, oh yeah, I'm always grinding on the bus and like stuff like that. Or like, you know, you're getting it done when you need to, but I, you know, at the end of the day, we're college students and like, it's just one of those things where like, we also need time to relax because you know, sometimes running is a bit like it can be a full time job. Well, yeah. And like, you know, we we're spending a lot like whenever we're on those uh, away trips, you know, we're spending more time thinking about running than we are school. And, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm sure like that's the same with y'all. Yeah, I'm sure like I'm sure there's a lot of mental energy there. I mean, I'll, so I'll, this is one thing I want to ask. I kind of switching topics a little bit. So obviously you mentioned it a little bit before that you guys are kind of you meant you use the word brotherhood. So especially in in a team like BYU, which is like consistently competing. Um, or in the in the top for a top three cross country performance, you know how important is the the culture to that team, and um, you know what's what's that kind of built upon? How have you um, you know seen that your first two years here? Yeah, culture is super important. Without the culture, you're just gonna kind of fall apart. I think BYU is great at. Or in other words, we're never short of good guys, right? Yeah. But at the same time sometimes more than just having good guys you need to have good guys that work together and enjoy spending time together because when push comes to shove you need to know that you can 100 percent trust your other teammates to pull through for you um if you're having a bad day and vice versa never letting your pride get in the way right obviously it's a very easy thing to do with um with running because one of the easiest things to do is compare and so that's a long way of saying it's very important on the on the team especially to a, a competitive one and I think what lends itself the most to our, our brotherhood is just spending time with, e with each other and, and really just doing our best to feel like we're less teammates, but more just brothers and friends. And so that is maybe playing, you know, finding something we can do together, play Minecraft or disc golf on the weekend or something, right? So I feel like we tend to be pretty good at team activities, as you've seen from our serial video, right? So we say, hey, let's pull up to this and we'll do our best, you know, if, besides homework, obviously, and, and uh, any relationships we have the goal is to do stuff outside of running as well. So it doesn't just feel like the time we spend together is um, so hardcore, I guess. 
I gotcha. What are like uh what would you say is the best example you can give of like y'all's team culture? Like if you had to pick one story, what would be like to describe y'all's culture at BYU? What would you what story would you tell? Kind of a dumb one, but before every single run, we uh <laughs> I don't know why this is so fun for us, but there's a like a fire alarm, like a little one like way up on the Smithfield house, which is our like uh, indoor facility. And so we get out there and everyone's like getting, waiting for their watches to, to get going, right? Get GPS. And we'll just like pack snowballs. And for however long it takes, uh, we all just aim at the fire alarm there. And once we hit it, then we can leave. And so it'll sometimes be super long and it's actually terrible. And then sometimes it'll be like someone hits it first try, but I think it's so fun for outside of our fire walking by. I think that'd be a great representation of our team where sometimes we're just goofballs. Right. And, we're sitting there like we've thrown a hundred snowballs waiting for this uh, alarm to get hit. But uh, we have a ton of fun doing it. And I think it's some of those little things that brings the team together and just helps us kind of relax. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Like that, that's a great story that to, to define team culture and stuff like that. I feel like this team's like fairly similar, which is awesome. So, I mean, that's a pretty like, you know, sounds like the teams like can be very lightly as good as you guys are, can be very like lighthearted and goofy. Like, is that something that you guys like to bring to race day? Are you guys more, um, or maybe in you specifically, are you more serious on your race day? Or do you like to, you know, do you do your best to like try and just um, be goofy and stuff like that? Like, you know, kind of how, how do you handle pre-race? Yeah, so I don't know. I think like it's gone both ways for me. I feel like recently I've been trying really, really hard to be a lot more lighthearted with it. I think there's a time to lock in, obviously. Um but as much as I can, my goal is to not think about the race and kind of the nerves about it if I can afford uh, not to. And so as a team, I feel like we have a whole range of stuff, right? There's guys who listen to like really, you know, hardcore music before. And then we've got a lot of guys that love listening to like some chill music. There's guys that love listening to no music. And so there's a whole spectrum of that. And as well as before the race, right? Like people's attitudes, like some are really like serious and it helps them. And for me, I think, like I was saying, I like to just be a lot more lighthearted. And so uh, sometimes it manifests itself in different ways. And so I had over cross country season, my theme song was um, Please Come Home for Christmas by the Eagles. And so I whenever we were on the car, song, dude, I love that. Song. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Whenever we were on the car ride, though, to a race, I feel like for my, my first uh, couple races, it was just silent and so somber. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like this makes me even more nervous. And so, especially the last couple races, like regionals and nationals, uh, I brought my speaker and I just start playing that song randomly on the way there. And so I, I, that helped me a ton to like blast that and get a laugh out of it and uh, just kind of break things up, you know, the monotony and the, the nerves. Yeah, I, I love that. That's really cool. I mean, okay, so one thing, one thing this team does, we're like, they did it one time. I was like, I wasn't even there for this, but apparently they were in the van and like one of our assistant coaches like loves this mix. It's called Big Booty Mix, <laughs> and <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if you've ever heard that. It's just like a mix of a bunch of songs. But like it's the name, and it's like every once in a while there'll be like like someone like like a voice over it, and just like and like with a beat drop. I don't know. It's like really weird. But yeah, that's one thing our team does too. I don't know if you've ever. Heard it's like uh <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll give you an example. I'm not gonna sing the song, but like you know there'll be a song going. It's like and like then it'll say like um this one voiceover. It was like. The worst, and it was like it's Michael Scott. It's like the worst thing about prison was the Dementos. They go, <laughs> it was hilarious, <laughs> and like everyone was just jamming out, like shaking the van. It was it was crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I I love to see that y'all's 
or not see. I love to hear that y'all's team is like so lighthearted and just so goofy. And, uh, you know, it definitely makes it where, you know, runners as a whole is kind of just like, you know, those lighthearted, goofy people. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, um, but I mean, speaking of that, so like outside of running, you know, um, do you have anything that you like really like doing? Like, any hobbies like you, <laughs> you into video games or like spike ball or like stuff like that? You know, what, what do you like to do outside of running? Yeah. I mean, anything anything outside really like when it when it's summertime because right now it's not as pleasant to be outside but sure. um in the summertime i know we get together as a team a ton and we love playing disc golf i'm not the greatest at it but by any stretch of the imagination but my teammates are really good at it so i like going out there with them and playing disc golf um we play spike ball a ton my teammates convinced me to go bridge jumping <laughs> i <laughs> i uh did that like literally once and i was a whip but um yeah, I think literally, like, especially over summer, any chance we get to do anything we wouldn't do in season, we take full advantage of to an extent. Still being safe, obviously, but a ton of that stuff. I got into Kendama. Uh, if you guys have heard of Kendama um, over is that the summer. The, is that the thing where it's like, a, it's like a wooden, like, I don't even know what you would call it, but yeah, there's like a ball with a rope tied to it and you just try to catch yeah. it or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Is that is that like well actually I, I don't know I guess we can talk about that a little bit but like how do you how do you play that exactly is it just like you just try to land it in the hole or is there like an actual like uh game with points and everything in there? Yeah, so you can do like two ways. So like if you guys have ever played like the hacky sack game, um, oh goodness, I can't even think of the title, but basically you like hit it a couple times and you grab it and you can like throw it at somebody, right? Oh. There's like, I know I know that game, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what's called. Uh, is it? We call it kill ball. That's what. Oh, we call okay. It. Yeah, I played yeah. a kill. Yeah, kill is fun. Mm -hmm. That was the wrong analogy for that. I guess it's more like horse. <laughs> but kill is a good game too. But basically, one where you have to like each letter represents like a, a try or like a hit or something. Oh, and okay. so you can play the game Ken, and so it's much more like horse. I don't know why I use the other analogy. I guess I just like hacky sack too. Yeah. But uh, it's like a horse, right? So you do a trick, and if they can land that exact same trick, then they don't get a letter. And then it goes to the next person. And if you can't land it, then you get the letter K. So you spell it can and then you win. So you can play that game with each other with two kendamas. Um, but the other way is just landing like just dope tricks, right? And just recording them and, and trying to string together a bunch in a row. And it just, just gets harder and harder. And so there's like the big cup, the small cup, then the very really small cup on the top of it. And then there's the spike. And so getting on the spike is hard. And so you just do a ton of combo tricks. Um, do weird stuff with the string and honestly it's just like a ladder of uh random tricks you try to try to get better at no that's actually that is really interesting i'm gonna have to try to find one of those now um but you know you're talking about all these like other hobbies that you and the team do and you know how lighthearted y'all are and um one thing that we've noticed um whenever we're talking to people on the podcast and really just seeing runners in general is that you know a lot of people can get caught up in like you know running is their life and you know, seeing you, it seems like, you know, running isn't your, your personality, running isn't your life. And like, you know, that is important, uh, for a lot of athletes to, to recognize that. And I guess for you, um, like, have you tried, have you figured that out or has this always been something where, you know, running, running was like, it was important to you, but it wasn't anything that you would like, you know, um, I guess like you wouldn't get overly upset or you wouldn't spend like worrying about it. Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's definitely developed over time, right? That mindset of running isn't my life or, or has to dictate my personality or, or whatever. Um, and it started with me just 
not having that much of a deep emotional attachment to it. So it made it easy to be like, eh, it's whatever. But then as I got really good, I was like, oh my goodness, like this would be so much harder to part with. And I think my mom was the first one that really helped me remember. Um, she would always tell me like, you are not a runner. And I was like, what? And she would be like, you're not a runner. Running is just something you do. Okay. Like the overall idea you need to remember is that you're a child of God. Like that's like a lasting label, right? That's like a lasting thing. And so that was my uh, personal way, right? Like our, our family has a, a, a deep belief in God. And so that was like an easy one for me to remember, right? Like you're a child of God, running something you do, right? So that's always going to last. But running, you know, you get injured one day, you're done. And so I think because of my mom, I had that mindset growing up where it was like, it just, it is what it is, but I'm going to take advantage of the time that I have right now and do as much as I can with that God-given talent. Um, and so that's that really helped me out. And obviously getting into college now and getting excited about doing better, uh, I, had, I had my girlfriend to ground me and kind of remind me that, um, you know, running is, is something that I can really enjoy right now, but there obviously are bounds and limits to that as well. And so the goal is that it hopefully is able to, to support me eventually and help make money. But if it's not, it'll, it'll just be something that uh, I was happy to do in college and, and kind of move on from. No, that's a, that's a great way to look at it. And, you know, like, you know, um, you know, here at MC, you know, a lot of us are Christian too. So like, you know, it's definitely important to to see that the the bigger picture of like, you know, running isn't like just us. Like we are, you know, we're uh, made in the image of God. And, you know, how has, you know, for you, how has God, you know, impacted your life, you know, like in running and like really in just day-to-day life? I think my belief in God has helped me a ton to just like compete better. I think uh, learning, you know, attributes of of god and and his son jesus christ it just helped me to to be a much better uh, competitor and to you know be a good sport about things and when things get hard to remember you know someone has kind of felt that someone has felt that and so all those things that i remember learning in church helped me just to be more mentally tough and I, I don't know that people always get the correlation but for me that's the biggest thing is that when things are hard uh i feel like i have something to rely on and i've learned principles you know from from reading about god that i'm like oh this totally applies to this workout or this totally applies to you know maybe something i'm struggling with or an injury or you know patience a lot of those just basic principles that i remember learning in church Uh, yeah no i i completely understand that and do you have any like you know short uh examples or like stories of like times where you've like definitely seen god in running yeah there's a year in in high school, I was really, really struggling and I just had a ton of um, breathing problems. And I think it was a lot of anxiety and, and stress just kind of compounding, right? It was the, the year that hopefully I'd get recruited. There was a lot of other things kind of going down and I was expected to be performing well in both school and in sports. And I just remember everything kind of coming to a, a, a culmination where I was just struggling so bad. And I remember constantly like, we never figured out what it was exactly, but I remember I was on three different inhalers, two sets of pills, just a number of things, right? We we're constantly doing tests and I was just starting to hyperventilate when I'd just be sitting still. Like eventually it stopped being just in running and it was spreading to the rest of my life and it was just a miserable time. And so we never fully figured out what it was, but I just remember being so miserable sometimes and just being like, man, like I wish I could breathe. And I remember reading in... um uh, the Book of Mormon, which is just another uh, testament of Jesus Christ, right? So it's similar to the Bible. There was a scripture in it, and it's a prophet talking about all the things that God has given us. 
And he mentions this one verse that has like slapped me as I was reading it. And it had to do with how God lends us breath, a, a daily breath, basically. And he's the one who can give and take it away. And so how we ought to be grateful. And I was like, oh my goodness, like that is not what I wanted to hear right now. But it reminded me that to make sure that through that time I was turning to God and that it would go away, even though we had no idea, right, for months what was going on. And I remember after that, um, not thinking about it too much, but one day the breeding stuff just kind of went away and I didn't realize it. And I remember that verse that I had read um, about how God was the one that, you know, lends us breath and is the one that can take it away. And I remember just seeing a prayer that day and being so grateful that, you know, that kind of went away without me even realizing it. And so I think now often, you know, every now and then I wish I'd say it was more, but I like to think about that same um, time and, and just be so grateful to God that, you know, when he's the one who can choose and control, um, you know, different aspects of my life that he's willing to, to let me live and breathe and be able to, to share my talent uh, makes me really grateful. That is that is really cool, uh, and that's a really cool story. And you know how uh, I think that's really interesting about the you know taking he can take your breath and you know give it to you, um, while you're having all those things going on. Uh, that's really cool. But um, you know I I don't know. Do you have any? Okay, so uh, this is kind of like a bit of a one eighty. But I mean, one thing I want to talk about a little bit is um, I want to go back to mentality a little bit and ask you know does your mindset ever change? depending on the size of the race so like you know for nationals do you kind of approach that the same way as like an in-season meet or you know does your brain make you think different thoughts you know how, how does that work for you yeah so i think cross country was a great example just because i felt like um unlike maybe some of the other seasons i was already coming into it with really high fitness and you know you're just getting stronger so it was like a really great season to take a look at and kind of dissect because um I don't know. I wasn't injured for any of it. I was pretty healthy. So I think at the beginning of the season, those first couple races, uh, I was just very, very hopeful and excited and there wasn't too many nerves. It was more just let's get out there and have a good time and see what I can do. And then obviously like your brain just makes you start thinking like in terms of doubts and gets you all nervous, especially as you get towards bigger races. But something I focused on really hard was just having that kind of uh, almost naive mindset, right? Where you're just so excited to be there and you're so excited to just go see what you can do. And I think going into my regional meet, um, I had that mindset and it worked out really great for me and I had a really fun time. Um, we weren't going 100% there. And so it was, it was easier in my mind to be like, oh yeah, you're going to be fine. You're just going out there and try to qualify. And then leading the nationals, I was super ready to be like, okay, I got to go hardcore mode. But kind of just got this thought in the back of my head the week before I was like, why don't you just treat it like you've treated every other race, right? Like you were just so excited to go out there and see what you could do instead of putting a ton of pressure on your shoulders. Um, obviously this is important. Your team is depending on you, but they can only depend on you if you're going to do the best job you can. And the way that I was going to do the best is by having that same mindset of just go out there, see what you can do and go have fun with it. Right. Cause it's just such a sick opportunity and something to be grateful for where I didn't want to put that stress on me. So while I've done it before, I think this last season I was great at just treating it like any other race in a good way. Yeah. I think that's something we've had to learn more and more, but like, yeah, I'm speaking to more and more people. It sounds like just being able to treat works out, you know, for the majority of people works out a bit better. Obviously there are some people that like, you know, on certain races that kind of like do lock in and like that a bit more. But I think, yeah, for most people, like why, you know, if it's working, why change it? 
uh, kind of mentality. So, um, yeah, I think that's really good. Oh yeah, I was just gonna I was gonna add on to that and say like you know you um with going through nationals and you know having that mindset of like you know I'm just here to have fun um like did that was that something that you know you've kind of like had to work on because like I mean actually oh, I'm gonna change I'm gonna change that question I'm gonna say I'm gonna say because you said you you got kind of nervous through all of that and like and then that's whenever you got like to you know let's just have fun but like how do you handle like those pre-race jitters uh, and like, you know, how do you handle like those, those nerves going into those big races? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the nerves never really go away. It's just a matter of reframing them. And so even though I was telling you guys, right, like um, that it helped me to to think in terms of, Hey, let's go out there and have fun. It, it didn't mean that I wasn't nervous. And so before every single race, I'm, you know, so nervous, but I think one thing that does help me is the night before I really like to sit down and just lay in my bed quietly and just close my eyes and think about every single thing that could happen wrong and every single thing that could happen, uh, you know, that'd be favorable in the race. And based off of, you know, running the course, I try to rerun the course in my mind, like kind of every single section, obviously you can't do it perfectly. It's not as realistic to say, you know, you're going to map it out perfectly, but basically running the race in my mind beforehand and thinking about every worst case scenario and then exactly how I'd address it is like super helpful for me because what happens is when you get nervous, your brain starts thinking of every single worst case scenario and everything that could go wrong and start shoving it to the front of your mind. And so by doing it the night before, I can already let my brain know, Hey, I've already done this. Good try, bud. And just immediately think of something else. And so when it comes to the day of the race, there's literally nothing else I can think of except for either what I'm going to do or how things are going to turn out well, because I've already thought about all the negative stuff and I've thought about exactly what I would do for that. Um, specific scenario and so one thing i've had to add to the list is getting double flat tire that wasn't one i actually thought of but i did think about falling and so that was similar where it was like what would i do what would I do if a shoe fell off and so it's similar enough where if i thought about all these things it's just like clockwork i can uh, know that when i'm in the race i'm just something happens and i know exactly what to do and so i think that's one thing that's helped me a lot is i'm still gonna be nervous but having planned in my mind beforehand everything that i could ever think about right that could go wrong helps me the day of when all those thoughts start flooding in just to say like be quiet to my brain and be like I've already thought about it like like any thought that I could possibly think right now I've already thought of so just go away so that's one thing and then obviously you're still gonna have nerves and so reframing it to excitement and thinking oh man I'm feeling this way because my body is just so ready to go right it's just been waiting is a really helpful way to deal with those leftover nerves no yeah that's uh those are both really good ways to you know like you know not get rid of them but to yeah make them into something better and uh i will say like for whenever you got flat tired um like you said you pulled over literally in the middle of the race and you know fixed your shoe like um i mean how how did your how did everyone react to that like everyone that was watching and that saw that and um like how did you you know get back in the race and you know still continue to push because that's that's kind of yeah something not that's gonna... yeah not gonna lie it was definitely a little deflating because it happened in the first you know like two or three minutes and so the choice to like stop is like, oh goodness. Um, I remember stopping off to the side and I was pretty much in the last like 10 to 20 guys by the time I finished. Luckily at the beginning, there's not too much separation, but it was enough where it was, I was nowhere near the front anymore. And so um, I think the first thing was just in my head again, I had already planned for some of these wacky things to happen. Not that one specifically. I don't know how I would have thought of that, but um, just being prepared and saying, okay, well, fact of the matter is i can't control what just happened but i can't control what i'm gonna do next 
And so my goal was just to get as high as I possibly could in the race by the end of it, because 8K is a long time and there's no point of getting down yourself when you just run two and a half minutes, right? So just going after it and just doing my best to to catch people is pretty much my goal because it had happened right in front of my coach. And so I pulled up to the side, saw him, and I was like, well, this is you know, the best time I could possibly do it. There's a straightaway. There's no one by me. May as well just quickly try to get them back on. And so I think uh, initially my coach, we watched the video afterwards he took and we messed with him because he, uh, I think he was worried it was one of our other teammates who was doing really good. And we joked that the moment he saw me, he was like, oh, okay, it's just James. We're fine. But <laughs> <laughs> then uh, obviously afterwards, you know, people were asking how it went. They were like, what the heck happened basically. And so I was able to tell them about it. But I think, um there's again like a trust right that no matter what happens that your teammates are going to do the very best they can with the cards they've been dealt and so while it was kind of i guess a shock and not something you want it was more just like fun and hilarious afterwards being able to see the video of what happened and just kind of treat it as like a you know fun like war story right so just something random that happened in the middle of a race yeah, you know, like whenever you were coming back in that race, like just something like, like that, rush, like, okay, I gotta go catch people, and like, it's like actually, like, were, did you uh, beat any of your uh, previous times from that year? I'm, I don't know if you PR'd or not. I, uh, I wouldn't assume that you did, but did you beat any of your previous uh, times from that year, even though that you have stopped? Well, it was my first 8K ever, so it technically was a PR. Really? Okay, that's crazy. Oh my, that's <laughs> So crazy. it was a shock. It was definitely a shock because here I was, like, the only race I'd done that before, or the only race I had done before that was our, like, little home meet, which was a four-mile uh, course we had made. Um, and it's nowhere near the same feel, right? You're not getting jostled around. There's not hundreds of people. And so it was definitely a shock, but I think having so many weird things happen in one race was great for me because it really just – said welcome to the club this is what NCAA is like right so I think that was great um as soon as I got up I started sprinting immediately and luckily again my coach was there and so he was like slow down he's like you're fine just just be methodical about it right and so he didn't say it many words he probably said it in like two words but that's the message he got across was just be smart right and so slowly I just picked people off and it was great I was really proud of the race I think um, you know, minus the time that I wasted on there, I had a really great performance that day and I was, I was very pleased with it. Um, and what made it 10 times better was knowing that I was going to salvage every single thing that I possibly could, right. I was gonna make the most of the situation because I didn't want to start the pattern in my very first race, right. Of giving up or stepping off the course or being like, you know, grumpy about it. So I think that set the tone for the season that no matter what happened, first of all, it probably couldn't get crazier than that. Maybe it could get worse, but that I would make do with what I had and, and just try to finish the best I possibly could. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, welcome to uh, college, right? That's one of those uh, types of types of moments. Um, but yeah, I love that. Um, really good mentality to have. I mean, uh, obviously, you speaking to two people, I've had a shoe fall off in a race and uh, done the whole thing in one shoe and Baxter's, Baxter has fell within the first five meters oh. of a of a national qualifier race. Yeah, and they um, did not call it back either. Yeah, they did not call it back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think we've kept you for about. We'll, um, we'll go ahead and end it here. It seems like a pretty good place to stop. But um, I mean, man, we've had we've had a great time talking to you. I know we've really enjoyed it. We hope you have as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, this has been a fun episode, yeah. and so we want to thank. Listen, we will see you all next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you all next week.